Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. The caption of, of our talk today is, A Child of the Lord. A Child of the Lord. Now, I want you to pay attention to what's happening on the planet in these days. Because our world was and is in a lot of trouble. Plenty of trouble. Some folks say it like chaos and cosmos. Wherever you turn, it would seem as if things are overturning. It would seem as though nothing is going right. In the homes, some are broken. And, 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 and we have an understanding sometimes in the home. There's a battle in the homes sometimes. I've gone around and I've noticed it. That, that where they say the two have become one, they spend about the whole time together wondering which one. Which one. And so the quest for supremacy is something that is resident with man, the ordinary man. But the man who trusts in God is looking always to give praise and glory to him. Because that's the purpose of our existence, to glorify God. Oh, yes. And so today, a child of the Lord, I want you to just listen carefully because as, as, as a as a layman, so to speak. I'm called pastor, but, but I, I, in these presentations, we have the blessed Lord. He is, he is the overall pastor, and, and we are like laymen. But a message of hope can come to us all through a layman. So today, I want you to see me as a messenger, bringing to us a message from the Lord, from the Lord. And while I mentioned that, I remember Pastor Gray, who he has been in the days of mobility, presenting messages, messages to us from the Lord. And I go as far back as a time when some of you didn't have a mother. <laughs> Way back. When he used to take me to Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. A lot of years. 
and uh, he would pick me up at the school, and we would go out to Silo and all them different places. He has been a hard worker. And I know that the Lord is going to give him his reward. Give him his reward. So let's keep lifting him up in prayer and the other half and, and those that are associated with, with the family. Everybody. This world is in in a lot of trouble, and I feel I feel poignant as I as I prepare to come to you with this message. I, I feel poignant. My emotions are moved because we're on the planet now for a long time as tenants, and, and I'm telling you that some of us, if not all of us have listened to more than a hundred sermons. And only one sermon about Jesus anyone needs to hear to know that Jesus does care. Only one. So please let this message find lodgment Please, in Genesis chapter 6, reading from 1 to 3, it came to pass. I want, while I speak, to you stretch your creative imagination onto what was and what you think would be. It came to pass that when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters, listen now, and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God, the sons of God, saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, notice, and they took, listen now, took them, wives of all which they chose. Notice that carefully. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with men. Look at that. My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he is also, he also, is flesh. Mark that word. Flesh. He also is flesh. But listen to this now. I mean, look, look and you'll see what happened here. 
And he, he has something special adding here. Yep. His days shall be 120 years. Some 47,400 days. His days will add up to 120 years. Come to think of it. What's the Lord talking about here? The Lord looked down and saw that the earth is in a lot of trouble, serious trouble. And he had been pleading and endeavoring to reach mankind, for man to walk upright. But he said, I'm going to give him 120 and 20 years. And that's the time Noah made his input. The antediluvians were given an opportunity to choose God as their creator and redeemer and friend. And Noah preached 120 years. And according to the record, eight persons, eight persons went into the ark. <laughs> but a lot more animals, many, 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 many more animals than that number. Many, many more. Think. Think. Just think. Just think. This world is heading towards destruction. This planet is in serious trouble. And the disciples, when they heard about the destruction, their question was, when will that day be? When will it be? Well, the Lord made mention of a number of things. He said, you know, look at the signs. The signs of the time. Look at what's happening around you. And all these are indicative that we are close to the end. And the, the apostle here, he, he puts it in a way that, 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 that we can understand. He, he says here something special now. When we make the wise choice, we're not troubled in the heart. And the Lord said, let not that heart be troubled. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, uh, Peter is, is, is asking there that, that we, we do not let that heart be troubled. And if we suffer as Christians, it's okay. It's okay. 
But in our scripture text now, he, he's saying something here that we need to look at. Peter declared, he said, he said, the heaven shall pass away with a noise. With a noise. Great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Think of that. You say, on this earth as we see it, and, and whatever is in it will be burnt up. Do you have anything, any possession that you wouldn't want to, to get burnt? Do you have anything that you, I mean, terrestrial, something of your own that you wouldn't want to, to see on, on fire? There's nothing you can do to stop it. That's what Peter is saying here. There's nothing any one of us will be able to do to stop it. It's they're going to be burned up. Why? Because the earth has got to be made new. Must be purified. Must be purified. Must be purified. He said, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought we to be in all holy conversation? What sort of persons are we to be on the planet? Just moving from point A to point B without a purpose? Just coming out of church on Sabbath without that understanding? That there is joy in doing it. And that obedience to the blessed Lord pays good dividend. Now as we come to this point in time. We are thinking of our blessed Lord. And, and, and that people today are celebrating the birth of Christ in this month coming up toward the end, there's going to be a lot of rejoicing and celebration. But we want today to remember and to think very soberly about the reason for the season. The reason for the season. And what's the reason? This earth got in trouble. And the blessed Lord intervened. Intervened. Becoming a, a baby. So as to bring the solution to the problem. I want us to just think of that now. Think of it. The world is going to be burnt up. This place is going to be burnt up. And we won't be able to take anything with us except the character, come to think of it. So during the time then we understand that the Lord gave the antediluvians 120. Now we are talking about time. I want you to just focus now on time. Time is for preparation. Let somebody say Amen. And eternity is for the saints. So when the Lord says that his years going to be 120, he's talking about time.
time. I'm going to give man time to prepare. Time to be qualified for eternity. Time. Time. You know what we do with time sometimes? We put the time of birth and a dash between towards the end. And we just dash towards the end without pausing to understand what time is really for. We just dash towards the end. But the Lord wants us to, to focus and, and, and understand what we do in time. Time. Time is for preparation. And, and for us to, to, to get to that stage where the blessed Lord can say to us in the final analysis, well done. In time. Well done. In time. Thou good and faithful servant. In time. So we have our blessed Lord Coming along, what manner of person? Here we understand that Adam, Adam was the son of God. Remember, he was called that. In Luke chapter 3 and verse 38, Enos, starting with him. The son of Seth coming down and Seth was the son of, of Adam and Adam the son of God. So, so we, we, have, we have this now to show that, that, that Adam was there, a perfect person, the son of God. Remember that now. But the apostle Paul, he puts it this way. He, he said the first Adam, remember now, the first Adam was the natural Adam, the natural man, the man made of the earth. He was earthly. The first Adam was earthly, the natural man, the man of the flesh. Now remember the text where the blessed Lord mentioned here, and he said, he said he's going to do something. He said he considered that they're all flesh. Flesh. Remember? When he looked at the antediluvians and saw how, how they were working, he said, for they're all flesh. Flesh. So that the first Adam, and, and, and I like the way the apostle puts it, and, and he makes it so clear. As we go along in, into, into this matter of, of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And there at verse 40 and 5 and going on. And, and he explained. And I like the way he puts it. He said, he said that the first man, Adam. The first man, Adam. Was the earthly man. The earthly man. And then he said, but the second Adam, he didn't say the second man Adam, but he said the second Adam. Hmm. 
was the spiritual man, a man from heaven. Came from heaven. So we have the, the, the flesh and we have the spirit now dealing with. I want you to look at something here now. And so when we think of the season, we must know the reason for the season. And understand it in its true perspective. Understand what it's all about. What it is all about. The first man was in the flesh. That's the Adam that we know. But it said the second, and I like the way he puts it also. He, he said that the first man, Adam, he said the first man, Adam, and then he said the last Adam. <laughs> in other words, they're not going to be any more. This is the time when one and one do not make 11. Still make two. Not going to be any more. After this second Adam, there won't be any more. And this second Adam is the one that is spiritual and heavenly. We studied the lesson this morning, how that the first one let us down. Because flesh, because flesh. And the, the Bible says that flesh and blood shall not inherit. Because this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. Must. Adam, who failed, had to be born again. Oh yes, the first Adam had to be born again. To become again a child of the Lord. But I like the way the, the apostle puts it. You just look into the scripture in there. Reading down from the 45th verse coming down towards 49. Coming down of 1 Corinthians 15. And let me tell you this. He said something there that you and I should not forget today. If it's the only thing that you take home from this message. He said, as we have borne, as we have borne the image of the earthly, meaning limbs. We look like Adam because, you know, head, eyes, and everything, the image. He said, as we have borne the image of the earthly, so, he said, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Oh, the reason for the season. The reason for the season. Yeah, we look like Adam physically. So now we must look like Jesus spiritually. Come on. If, if we are born the image of the first man earthly, then we are supposed to bear the image of the second Adam spiritually. Oh, yes. Outside of that, there is no hope. Outside of that, there is no reality of Christianity. 
Outside of that, we are lost. So why did Jesus come? Why was he born a babe in Bethlehem? Why? So that we might bear the spiritual image of our Redeemer. Come on. Come on. And if that's not the reality with us, we are still lost. Still lost. Still lost. But I like the prayer. I remember the prayer, the hope. Come on now. Hope. Blessing, healing. Deliverance, hope. Come on now, hope. Hope. The blessed hope of a glorious tomorrow. I'm going to read something here about our blessed Lord. I'm going to just point out a few things that, that, that we should reach for. That we should reach for. He was born to set his people free. Born his people to deliver. Well, that, that's what I was in the prayer. Deliverance. Born to deliver his people from the bondage of sin. To set man free to worship him. And to do it with the hope of a glorious tomorrow in a new environment. In a presence that cannot be duplicated. That's what we're looking forward to. And that will be a reality because of the birth of our blessed Lord. And we have studied into the life of Christ and that's what the Lord wants us to do. Born his people to deliver. By his all sufficient merit to raise us to the throne above. Listen now. When we speak of character image. We're supposed to bear the character image of the blessed Lord. Since that we have born the image, the physical image of the, of the first man, the fleshy man, Adam. We must now bear the character image of the spiritual man. Listen now. His mind, I'm speaking about Jesus now. And we are supposed to want to be like this. His mind was active and penetrating with a thoughtfulness and wisdom beyond his years. Think of that. His character was beautiful and admirable. Beautiful and admirable. In other words, this is the, this is the image. that we should have because of the birth. Because of the birth, we should have this image. The character image. Listen again. Listen for something more. It says, in principle, firm as a rock. Firm as a rock. Did you get that part? His life revealed the grace of unselfish courtesy. 
with deep earnestness, his mother, listen to this now, his mother, she watched the unfolding of his power and beheld the impress of his perfection as he walked around her. Just come to think of all that. Perfect character from the first dawning of intelligence. He was constantly growing. Listen to this now. Growing in spiritual grace and knowledge of the truth. And we are to do the same. Because you shall know the truth and the truth is going to make you free. Free. You said the life of Jesus was the life in harmony with God. In other words, as we are born the image of the first man, now we are supposed to bear now the image of the second one. And, and this is what we're talking about, the character image of our blessed Lord. So that if this is not in our mind, then the, the reason for the season is lost. Lost. The reason for the season. Lost. No trace of sin marred the image of God in him. Think of that. Jesus was the only sinless one who ever dwelt on earth. Though for nearly 30 years he lived among the wicked inhabitants of Nazareth. In other words, the whitest lily grows in the blackest mud. Oh yes. When things are happening around us and folks say, well, everybody's doing it. No, everybody not doing it because you are not doing it. <laughs> the whitest lily grows in the blackest mud. Making a difference. And that's what we do because, because of the reason for the season. Make a difference. That's what it means. That's what it means. I want you to know, too, that his life on earth was an earnest and constant one. And he was a worker that got approval from his father. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God looks at us during time. He evaluates us during time. And he wants us during time to make the decision that is wise. And they tell me that wise decisions are the distinguishing mark of an educated person. Wise decisions. So all of us who are considered educated people, we should make that wise decision 
to take on, to bear the character image of the blessed Lord, for that's the reason for the season. And let's do it during time because time is for preparation, but eternity is for the saints. And I like the way the Lord puts it, you know, back then even the songwriter, the songwriter says, when he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, oh, may I and him, come on now, be found spotless, spotless. May I then in him be found clad in his righteousness alone. Faultless to stand before the throne. That's the purpose of his coming. So that we can see his lifestyle and copy it. We might learn about it and copy it. And have the character image that will please heaven and get heaven's attention on a daily basis. I like how it's put there. Brother Luke. Luke. Chapter 9 and verse 23 says, he says, he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. In other words, this flesh is not the thing. This flesh is not the thing. When the spiritual man comes in, he said, let him deny himself. Take up his cross, his God-given responsibility, and follow. But he said, take it up daily. I like that. Luke 9 and verse 23 said, take it up daily. Daily. So daily we remember that Jesus came that we might bear his character image and be qualified for eternity. I trust that this is our desire as we go through life and as we meet one another and the glorious number of people around the globe during the season. But as I close the book, I want us all to read this little one, Brother Errol, Romans 8 and verse 1. Romans 8 and verse I want us to see something special. You're here today, and like a housewife goes under the bed to clean, do the cleaning. And right there under the bed, that housewife may make a decision to follow the Lord. Right under there, coming out. Went under the bed to do some cleaning, and went under, not knowing and pleasing the blessed Lord, but comes out now to do it. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? In other words, that decision to follow the Lord is a moment, just a momentous thing. It's important, but it's also instant. You can make a decision to follow the Lord right where you are. And so the text says, there is therefore now. Come on now. Now I want you to see the flesh now. Look at flesh. The first Adam was the man of flesh. 
Look at the text. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the, after the flesh or the way of the flesh, but after the spirit, the second Adam. Come on now, folks. When we are with the second Adam, there's no condemnation. How many of you, by the grace of God, saying, I am glad that I have the opportunity to be identified with our blessed Lord. I'm going to please him. Will you stand with me for prayer? Oh, loving Father. Loving Father, those of us who are standing, we need you every hour. We need you every minute. Every second. Heavenly Father, you have given us time to prepare to meet you upon return. Oh Lord, may we use it wisely. And those of us who are standing, we are standing, Lord, because we feel happy in you. We, we know that you have done for us something great. You have given us opportunity to qualify for eternity, and we're happy. We want to thank you, Lord, for saving our souls. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to us thy great salvation so full and so free. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, Please let us know by sending an email at podcast at saviinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting saviinggracesda.org.